This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Welcome to the Selfish Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools that you need to fill the gap between your comfort zone and living the life of your dreams. All right, let's get a little bit selfish. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to turn around a tough day. Maybe you've had one or two. I know that especially since having a child, my anxiety can just go through the roof some days. And sometimes it's related to the things that I have on my list that day. And sometimes it's just related to a bunch of random things and I have a hard time managing it. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my history with nervousness and anxiety. And I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that work really well for me and things I've learned over time that really help me turn around my day so that I can get done what I need to get done every day. Because let's be honest, a lot of times we don't have a lot of options about what we need to get done every day. So we have to get those critical things done no matter how we're feeling. And it's so much better if we can get them done feeling positive and feeling optimistic. So I want you to be able to take control of your day in spite of your emotions, in spite of your anxiety, in spite of things that are thrown your way that you have no control over. So stay tuned as we get ready to talk about the three tips that I want you to use to turn around any tough day that comes your way. Okay. So let's just jump into this because it's going to get a little bit raw. If I'm being honest, I've probably struggled with anxiety my whole life. I used to have all these stomach problems and I think it was like my late twenties. I started going to all these doctors and I'm like, what's wrong with my stomach? Like it hurts all the time. And I was tested for ulcers and all sorts of different things. And then they gave me different medications and that didn't really seem to work. And finally, a gastroenterologist said to me, do you think maybe that you're just kind of a worrier? And have you always been a worrier? And I was like, oh my gosh, of course I'm a worrier. Isn't everyone a worrier? And 
hasn't everyone been a worrier their whole life like me? And he started kind of asking me to backtrack. Like, when did you start worrying as a child? And I was thinking, I can't think of a time when I didn't worry as a child. And I actually recently had a conversation with my therapist and we're going to talk about therapists today a little bit. So I was having a conversation with my therapist about worrying. And I said, you know, I think I was like nine years old when I said something along the lines of, I just want to be an adult because then it won't be so stressful. So you can see that maybe I've been a little bit of a stress case my entire life, a little bit type A, a little bit controlling. And I've just always struggled with worrying about things. I've always had this like list of things on my mind that I have been aware of like, oh, this is what I need to worry about today. So you can understand how over the years, I've really had to develop some coping mechanisms because to lead a really productive life in spite of anxiety and worry can be very challenging because anxiety can be really crippling. And I do not want to at all minimize how overwhelming anxiety can be because people who struggle with clinical depression and anxiety oftentimes need medication to manage that. And I currently do not take medication to manage anxiety, but I won't lie. I have definitely asked my doctor about it. And I'm like, at what point do we say like, maybe I should try an anti-anxiety. So, and especially since adding motherhood to the mix of my life, I feel like sometimes everything just spins too fast and there's too many things that are spinning so fast and it's just a lot to deal with. So I know I'm not alone in this. I know when I talk to other moms and just other women, it's not even just moms. I talk to other women all the time who can identify just feeling so overwhelmed and sometimes crippled with what needs to happen in a day or the state of their life or how they can move forward out of a certain situation. And so I know for me, and I know for a lot of the women I work with, it is really easy for us to get stuck in our head and just spin our own wheels over and over. And we can have these conversations with ourselves. And sometimes when you catch yourself saying the same things out loud to other people, you realize like, oh my gosh, this is not even rational. Like in my own head, when I don't say it out loud, it makes sense that I'm so freaked out about this thing. But then when I say it out loud to someone else, it sounds ridiculous. Like how could I possibly be freaked out about this? And I know, especially when my son was really little and I would say things like, oh my gosh, like every day of my life is horrible and every day of the rest of my life is going to be horrible. And everyone would say, it's just a phase and babies change and you know, there's different phases of babyhood and it'll be fine. And I couldn't grasp it at all. I was so freaked out. And so a lot of the things that I've used to deal with anxiety and to deal with stress over the last few years are things that I've had to implement as a result of trying to juggle being a great mom and running 1.5 to 2.5 businesses and managing a household and trying to be a good wife, which sometimes is I feel is like the thing that falls off the radar and being a good daughter and a good sister and all those kinds of things. So just being good at all the things that I do in my life and being in a positive place for the meaningful relationships in my life. Cause that's really important to me. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes being in that positive place is not what comes naturally to me and it's not what comes easily to me. So I'll tell you right now, if I'm having a tough day, here's what I want. I want a glass of wine, like a really big glass filled really full. And I want some dark chocolate and I want my couch and I want my real housewives because that is, is how I can just exhale. So give me those things and we're good. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So the reality is I don't get to like sit and drink wine and eat chocolate and watch Real Housewives all day. And now you may laugh and I maybe have just totally destroyed all my credibility by throwing Real Housewives into the mix, but that is completely my escape. And some of it, my husband can't even be in the same room when the show is on, when any of the Real Housewives are on, but some of it I think is laughable and it's entertaining. And then some of it, like some of these women are pretty freaking amazing. So in fact, one of my dreams is to have Heather Dubrow on my podcast. I'm totally obsessed with her podcast. So if any of you know Heather Dubrow, hook me up. So that's my escape, the wine, the chocolate, the Real Housewives, and just chill out. Of course, I don't get to do that very often. So instead, I've had to come up with a few other coping mechanisms for the times that I can't do those ideal, fun, relaxing things. So like I said, there can be a lot of isolation in motherhood. There can be isolation 
even if you're not a mom, just in womanhood, there can be isolation in terms of kind of trying to manage emotions and manage life and trying to find out how you can fill up all the areas of your life while meeting all of the needs of all the demands of your life. So that can be pretty overwhelming. Your head can spin. It's easy to get caught up in so many details and so many roles of your life and being filled with anxiety and self-doubt is not an uncommon thing. It's very interesting. When I work with women locally at my gym, I'm consistently shocked at the women who seem like they have it all together and they have the same anxiety and the same self-doubt as those of us who feel like we're completely falling apart. So it's interesting over 13 years now of working with women that everyone has their insecurities. And no matter how people look on the outside, they all have the similar kind of stuff going on on the inside where they're just filled up with some of these overwhelming thoughts, overwhelming times in their lives, and just so much uncertainty about how to move forward and how to get unstuck and how to manage day-to-day life as a mom, as a woman, and all those kinds of roles. So if you're unsure where to start or how to take charge of your headspace, here's what I want you to do. You first want to think of three different areas. There's three different things. So when you're having one of those days, here are some options for you. The first option is creating space. So creating space is really essential because it allows you to step back from wherever you're at and just take a minute. And there's different ways you can create space. So I'm going to go through how to do that. So if your option is to create space, you're going to make a very conscious choice in terms of, I need to create space from this situation. And how am I going to do that? And obviously, of course, you know, if you're home with a screaming child, you can't just like go for a run and leave your kid at home screaming. I know we all dream about that, right? And like never does running sound so amazing as except for as when you get to escape a tantruming child. Those are like my favorite runs to go on. I have to, of course, do it when my husband is home though. So when you're home by yourself with a kid, you can't do that all dang. But um, so creating space. So that might be something like going for a walk or going for a run. I know for me, I've talked before on the podcast about walking. I took up walking as an alternative to running a few months ago. And it was really, really helpful for me and for my headspace. And it really helped with anxiety. And I didn't expect that. So for me, when I create space with walking, sometimes that means music. Sometimes it means I'm listening to a podcast and sometimes it's totally quiet. So I'll be honest, the quiet walking is really hard for me. Once I get going, it's okay. But the whole time I am moving without noise in my ears, I am like thinking about the things that I'm anxious about and it can make me more agitated and more anxious. I find music to be very helpful, but I honestly find podcasts to be the most helpful. And what's interesting is anytime I listen to a podcast while I'm walking, I get these ideas and I get inspiration and I start feeling like filled up with things that are way better than the thoughts that are currently racing through my head. So podcasts are really a great way for me to alleviate anxiety. And I listen to a lot of personal development and professional development podcasts that really can help me think of ways to improve my life and improve my quality of life rather than just being sucked into whatever is keeping me stuck in the moment. So that is really, really helpful. Another way to create space is with meditation. Meditation is a really hard one for me, but it is something that I am consistently working on. And I have been since January of this year. So for a couple months now, I've really been trying to make a very consistent practice of meditation. And I'm going to tell you, I might be the suckiest meditation person there ever is. I'm a really bad meditator. And I always tell people like to not label themselves as being good or bad or thing, because if you say you're bad at something, it can start to impact your self-identity. So 
I shouldn't say that I'm a bad meditator, but I'm definitely not a good meditator. So I really struggle with it. I use the Headspace app, which is really nice because it's guided meditation. So it's a free iPhone app, but there's multiple levels of it. So the first level is free. So I use that actually for quite a while. I just repeated the first level multiple times because there's like 10 different episodes that you can do or 10 different meditations. And I kind of felt like I'm so not a good meditator that I benefited a lot from just doing the same 10 over and over. So I've actually moved up to level two now and I'm doing level two and I actually could go on to level three, but I want to improve upon level two before I move up to level three. So I'm still working on that level two. But what Headspace does and what other meditation apps do is that they guide you through just calming your mind and calming your breath and calming your body. And what I love about the Headspace one is the guy has this really soothing accent that I swear could put me to sleep anytime, day or night. So that can be a really great space to, or a really great way to create space in your mind is through meditation. And then another way to create space is through exercise. No shock that I'm going to throw exercise in here as the personal trainer. So exercise for me is a huge way to create space and create distance from my anxiety and from my worry. So if I'm being totally honest, most mornings when I wake up, I have a pit in my stomach that is immediately goes to this place of, oh my gosh, I have so much to do today. And how am I going to get all done? And I have to, as soon as I get Vinny to school, here's what I'm going to start with. And I just immediately start going through lists of things to do. So what I do first thing every morning is I exercise and whether I'm running or lifting weights or doing intervals or whatever it is, it just creates space between me and whatever's creating anxiety. And for me, that really helps alleviate the anxiety. When I get done with my workout every single time, 100% of the time, I feel less anxious and I feel ready to embrace my day. So this could be first thing in the morning for you, but it could also be midday. It could be, you know, if you're someone who finds that you are anxious at work or you're having a tough day, exercise in the middle of the day, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, a 30 minute walk, a 45 minute spin class, whatever it is for you, exercise is a really great way to work out that nervous energy and reframe your day. That's really, really significant. And it makes such a big difference. And the intensity doesn't matter so much if you're exercising for stress relief. And if you're exercising for the sake of anxiety or for the sake of turning your day around, you know, I talk about a lot about exercise being goal oriented, but for this purpose, if you're just trying to turn around your day or you're trying to reframe your headspace and get some space from things that are causing you stress and anxiety, the intensity isn't significant. It's just significant that you put some work into it. So whether that's a walk to clear your head or whether it's like a totally intense experience that's just the opposite of walking, either of those can be very, very effective. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep (laughs) as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toes all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all 
types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers. On an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. Okay, so number two, finding a new focus. I don't know if this happens to you, but sometimes I get fixated on things and it's like all I can think about. And so when I get really fixated on things, I spin them into really big, big deals. And again, it goes back to that thing of like when you're stuck in your head thinking about something and it's such a big deal. And then you say it to someone else and you're like, Oh my gosh, this sounds ridiculous. This is not that big of a deal. So sometimes when you're stuck in your head, you make a small thing, very big, turning a molehill into a mountain. And so finding a new focus can be a really great way to shift your attention to something different. So number two is finding a new focus. Maybe that means that you dive into a project that allows you to be productive and creative, but it channels that energy. It channels the energy from the stress and the anxiety and the negativity into something that is productive. And so for some people that can be gardening. I know, you know, my mom loves to garden. That is not my jam. I would much rather sweat it out. (laughs) I would much rather do a workout. Other people, it might be doing something else constructive with your hands. So building something or doing a craft project with your hands. For some people, don't laugh because some of this will think this is so laughable, but some people love like creating a new spreadsheet or a new system. I find a lot of pleasure in like something like creating a grocery list for me is feel super productive and like, oh, okay, now I have some direction. So a grocery list can actually be a really great way to create some space, find a new focus and start to turn your day around. Another thing that you can do is doing something for someone else. This is a really powerful one. If you are stuck in your head with something and you shift gears to do something for someone else, you realize how big you make yourself in your own life. Like you make yourself the center of this really big universe. That's like, here's my Sarah universe. And you forget about everyone else. And when you turn to do something for someone else, you're like, Oh, you know what? 
Sarah universe, it's kind of tiny and it's really not that important. So let's just like get over Sarah universe for a minute and do something for someone else. So that might be writing a thank you card. It might be calling your mom or calling someone that you haven't had a conversation with in a long time and catching up, especially if you know that it'll really have a positive impact on their day. It might be going to the website of your favorite charity and seeing what are their most pressing needs. I know locally, my local gym contributes a lot to a charity here called Mary's Place that helps homeless women and children. And so I often get on their site to see what can we do at the gym to be more helpful to them. And like, no matter what I have going on in my day, when I go to the Mary's Place website and see the phenomenal things that they're doing with their system and with the families that they work with, inevitably... Sarah universe becomes very insignificant. (laughs) So that can be really helpful. Go do something for someone else. It can be something really small, but again, it just takes your mind out of you being the center of everything because really you're not the center of everything. So sometimes you just have to step back from yourself and get over yourself a little bit. Another way to find a new focus is to get out of the house or your office, get out of the physical location that you are experiencing this mental breakdown or this mental negativity or whatever it is. So it might be just going for a walk to the bank. So my bank is like a little less than a mile from my house. So I'll like walk to the bank to make a deposit or just, it can be like seriously finding a random excuse to go somewhere. Like I'm going to walk to the bank and get out 20 bucks or whatever, just for the purpose of like having a point A to a point B. It might be something like going to the grocery store. This is funny, but I often will get really caught up in something in my head at home. And in order to take a break, I will go to the grocery store and grab a few things that we need. I always come home feeling a million times better because I've gone out into the world. I've interacted with a few people like the checkers are inevitably going to be positive and ask you how you're doing. And you're not going to be like, oh, my day sucks because I'm in Sarah universe and it sucks in Sarah universe today. No, you're going to be friendly and cordial. And sometimes just faking that friendliness. You're like, oh, like, actually, I am okay. Like my day is not that big of a deal and it's it's all going to be okay. If you're at work, you can get out of the office, run an office errand, go for a coffee break, do something just to kind of shift the energy. Because when you sit in that place of being frustrated or being negative, it just perpetuates itself. So getting out of your physical environment can be really, really significant. The fourth way to find a new focus is to escape. So maybe that's a massage or a good book or taking a bath or watching TV or watching a movie. That can be a lot of different things. You can make it be whatever you need it to be for you, but escape is totally fine. Let yourself escape. Set a timer on it if you need to. Like I know I usually can't escape for like super long periods of time, but if you can set an escape for like, I'm going to sit on the couch and close my eyes for 10 minutes while my child is napping, that's totally fine. That actually can give you a refreshed focus and that's great. All right. So number three, your third tip to turn around a tough day, talk it through. So this, I kind of have alluded to this already, but this is where your universe gets a little more real. So I find, and this is where we're going to talk about therapy. It's amazing what you find when you start to talk about yourself and you hear yourself talking about yourself and you're like, oh, I kind of sound ridiculous. And I don't mean that you should be putting a lot of judgment on yourself when you're talking a situation through, but talking things through with people can be so crucial in actually figuring things out. And a lot of times you don't even need the other person to say anything. You'll be in the middle of saying something and be like, oh my gosh, I just realized the solution to my own problem, or I just realized the answer to my own question, or I just realized I sound ridiculous and I don't even need to worry about this anymore. And On the other hand, it also can be super valuable to have that other person give you some feedback or just listen to you and say like, I know it's really hard and I'm really sorry that you're going through this. So talking it through can be really beneficial. If you don't have a person to talk it through with, if you don't have a friend or a family member or a coach or a mentor or a therapist, 
all of which roles are significant. And I think everyone needs all of those things. So just to review a friend, a family member, a coach, a mentor, or a therapist. So I have all those things and I need all of them. Like it takes a village. Sarah universe is not a small thing to manage. Let's just put that out there. So the other way to talk things out, if you don't have immediate access to one of the, someone in one of those roles in your life is to write things out. So that can be journaling physically handwriting actually has been scientifically shown to have create more brain connections. So physically writing can actually be really, really beneficial and therapeutic, but also just typing things out, you know, type it all out. It doesn't need to be in perfect paragraphs. It doesn't need to be bullet points. It can be just like random freeform typing. Or if you like bullet points, sure, go for it. I actually type best in bullet points. So making lists is like totally my thing. So whatever is best for you to just get it out. And sometimes getting it out allows you to circle back and be like, oh, wait, like this is going to be okay. And here's some solutions and here's some ways to move forward and get out of this place of being unstuck. So there you got it. We have creating space, finding a new focus and talking it through. Those are your three things, three tips that can turn around a tough day. If you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with stress or overwhelm, if you're struggling with depression, again, if this is a chronic issue for you, please see a doctor, like do not suffer in silence, but make sure that you implement some of these tips because a lot of times it's just that we're running on overload and we just need a little bit of a refocus and creating space, finding a new focus and talking it through can be really, really beneficial. So The next time you're having a tough day, this is where you come. You come and you write these things down and you take notes and you implement them as soon as possible. I hope this has been really helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. And if this has been helpful and you'd like to leave us a review, that is the best way you can thank me for this work because this is such a passion project of mine. I want to make sure I'm creating things that are of value to you. So make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. You can do that anytime today. I would love to know exactly what you loved in this episode so that I can make sure to follow up with more helpful information for you. If you have any questions or comments, you can find us over at theselfishmomacademy.com. So have a fantastic day and I can't wait to talk to you next time. And until next time, make sure you get out there and do something a little bit selfish that is just for you. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.